getting revenge on your ex is a highly Googled topic. And, you know, years ago I made a video, like the, the sound was terrible and it was, you know, getting revenge on your ex and it, it still gets a lot of traffic. So in the vein of wanting to get revenge on your ex, right? Because let's face it, when somebody hurts you, yeah, you want to get back at them a little bit, right? You want to make them hurt because you hurt, you know, you just really want to get back at them. But you really can't control that. Right? And trying to do things that you can't control is why it makes you crazy. And you can't control what your ex does, so that's making you crazy. But you can control what you do. And honest to God, the best revenge on your ex is to become the best version of yourself. And then not want them anymore. Because I see this happen over and over and over again, right? Clients that come to me for coaching and they're like, you know, how do I get my ex back? So all they want, how do I get my ex back? And by the time they, you know, really talk to me and learn what their issues are, and, and that's the key to getting over it too, is to really look for their faults and knock them off that pedestal that you have them on, right? But if you stop focusing on your ex and focus all that obsessive energy on becoming the best version of yourself, that's absolutely the best revenge. It's the best thing for you. And it's really the only thing that you can control, right? So really focus all that frustrated energy. And I know like anger is one of the five grief stages. So you're going to go through anger, anger and you're going to be angry at your ex, right? But in that, use that anger to like get in the best shape of your life. Like go, go run. If you've never ran before, start running or at least take long walks or go for bike rides or just like do something, run up and down the steps, like to get in great shape using that anger. You know, I built my online course. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, the river. Oh, goodness. Tonight's topic is going to be a doozy. Why is it every time I got a good topic, I act like I'm out of breath? Listen, we turned up tonight. I need you to turn up with me. These are conversations that are designed for interaction. Because I do know a lot of people go through this. I do know a lot of people deal with these emotions and feelings. Now, tonight's topic, let the venom hit them. A deeper look at why some people choose to seek revenge on their significant other after a breakup. Gosh, is revenge a form of love? 1-800-920-1580. Is revenge a type of anti-love consciousness? Yee. Why do some people seek revenge after a breakup? What are some of the common emotions that individuals experience after a breakup or the end of a significant relationship? How do you feel about seeking revenge for a wrongdoing and how might it affect your decisions? Maybe you just say, I'm on autopilot. Revenge is in control here. 1-800-9-2015-80. Have you ever sought to take revenge out on your partner for a betrayal? I have. And uh, it did not work out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is my brother, Tony Massey. 
Back in the building. Yeah. Why did you seek revenge, Tony? I felt like I had to. I felt like, you know, you you did this to me, and I don't want you resting in a peaceful state. Comfortably. Comfortable. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate your level of comfort. You, it's disrespectful. It, it is. And what here we you, went through. Here you are, living like living your life like it's golden. While I'm in the midst of this this chaos that you've created in my life, so You're living I your life like it's copper, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and wow. so, but but it didn't work mm-hmm. because the problem with revenge, I, I, what is the saying? If you the hole you dig for someone, dig another for you. Dig yeah, him, dig, dig two, dig right? Two, right. So you end up looking ridiculous, and it 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 just it it doesn't work out. But it feels so good. I, I can't lie. So would you say that the revenge seeker is like a toxic victim? Yes, yes. Can you go into that? But, but okay, and, and I'm going to be the apologetic for the toxic victim, okay? Yes, we, we know that, you know, revenge is, is, vengeance is not something that we should seek. We know that vengeance is a waste of time. We know all these things. What about vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord? And which I think is selfish because... <laughs> Wait a minute, share. God is selfish? I'm just saying, share some of that with me. <laughs> or at the very least, let me see it happen, right? <laughs> let me see it take place. This is my problem with karma. Karma always does things 10 years from now, and I never get to hear about it. And so I'm not satisfied. Karma's satisfied. Wait, because their karma is none of your business. Oh, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is. No, but the toxic, you know, that that person, they were brought to that level of toxicity. They were escorted to that. So we're not talking about someone who is toxic and and then seeks revenge. We're talking about someone who is dipped in toxicity because of whatever the offense was that brought them to a place where they felt like I need to get you back. Go deeper. So. Because and and I think there's so much there's so much um, emphasis on taking the high road and I'm using my air quotes for those who can't see me. Yeah, the high road. My problem with the high road, you know, the whole when they go low, we go high. It it it's it's safe but not satisfying. Listen, this <laughs> it, it's safe. But it's not satisfying. So revenge is like oxtail. It is. <laughs> it tastes good. It it's tastes seasoned, it, right. rolling off the bone. There, there it is. No, you there can't it is. have that, Tony. See, and that's the problem. <laughs> no, revenge is like pork. I know it's not good for me. <laughs> but it tastes. But Lord, this this bacon egg and cheese sandwich tastes good, man. And, I, and you and there is no substitute. Wow. Turkey bacon ain't bacon. And so living a living my best life and 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 you know and and. Uh, Getting past it and letting them see me shine. Yeah, that's turkey bacon. I want bacon. I want revenge. Like James Brown said, I, I want revenge. You want pork belly? I want pork belly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want pig's feet. I want chitlins, yes. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Seeking revenge after being dumped is a natural response Rooted in complex emotions, of course, the desire for revenge often stems from, you know, feelings that have been hurt, uh, actions like betrayal 
and, of course, a wounded ego. However, the best revenge lies not in seeking to harm another, but in personal growth and self-improvement. Challenging negative emotions into positive actions, such as focusing on self-care, or I like to call it self-empathy, pursuing personal goals and cultivating new relationships, allows for healing and empowerment. By prioritizing one's own being... And happiness, individuals can demonstrate resilience and spiritual maturity, ultimately finding satisfaction in their own personal growth rather than seeking revenge against an ex. What say ye, Tony Massey? I think that sounds wonderful. So this was the... <laughs> this was the Mr. Rogers of I Get mean, Over It. Thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see you burn. I, I want the satisfaction of knowing that you're not okay. Really? I I need that. I'm not going to do it because I'm mature and I've I've grown beyond that. Would you pray for it? Oh, definitely. But it, definitely. That's doing it. That's yeah. karma. I'm not You know how people say I just want you to be happy. I I, I want you to be able to just I don't. I, I don't have a desire for you to be happy. I'm a, I want you to be miserable. I genuinely believe that though. What? That it, you it, want it, the person to be happy? I want them to be happy. I, I don't want you to be happy. Listen, you gotta you gotta put it out right in the universe. <laughs> like I tell my son this all the time. Like the negative stuff you say, that's imprinting on the universe. I say you gotta look at God and the universe as a living, multi-dimensional canvas, and you're an artist. Okay. And the paint that you use, thought, word, and deed. Sure. So if you are saying negative things about other people mm -hmm. you are painting that reality on this living canvas for you to live but i've already lived it see that's the problem so now you're gonna pray to the canvas i'm just saying when we come forward <laughs> the voice of reason with his brother tony massey will dig deeper into the thoughts of revenge my playlist <laughs> That's the legendary Eric B. and Rakim. The record is called Let the Rhythm Hit Him. That's where I got my topic today. Yeah. Let the venom hit him. Yeah. I, I don't trust the rhythm to do the job. <laughs> let, let me hit him. Listen, no. This is not how it works, Tone. I, okay, so here's, here's my issue with this. With this. All I'm doing is saying what everyone else is thinking. But yet I'm being vilified because I'm being honest. No, this is how you really feel. It, it is. It doesn't mean that I actually seek revenge in all situations. So now you're looking for uh, to raise an army of no, people? No, no, You want to no. set up a coalition of... No, I just want a little appreciation and compassion no. for my honesty. That's all I want. Well, I, we love I'm you. misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> No, we understood you quite well. I want you to hurt for as long as I hurt. When I get over it, then you get over it. But why are you worried about their process? Because it, it would be different if and and let's let me let me qualify my statements. Just because we broke up doesn't mean that I want revenge. If you want to leave, you can leave. Right. I, I don't I don't I'm not handcuffing anybody. Right. And I'm definitely not gonna beg anyone to stay with me. Right. But upon leaving if you start doing some some foul things, oh. then I need to 
my mother used to, my mother I'm about to throw her you you see where I got this from Here it my comes. mother told me <laughs> if someone hits you you don't just hit them back you make it very clear to them in no uncertain terms that they should never do that again so you were abused no <laughs> <laughs> No. Tony Massey, ladies and gentlemen, no, opens up about not, childhood I'm abuse. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying an eye for an eye isn't enough. I'm taking a tooth. I'm, I'm taking an ear. Because it, it isn't it isn't my 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 payback is not about what you did. It's the audacity to that do it. That you to did me. it, right. Right. So not only are you getting your pound of flesh. That's it. You getting a little bit more. I, because, because you shouldn't have done that in the first place. Ooh. 1-800-920-1580. Are you the revenge type or do you let it go? Which is healthier for your spirit, Tony. Yeah. I mean, for your spirit, sure. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't really care about contaminating your spirit, do you? I mean, you can always, I can always clean my, I got plenty of sage. I can. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, hold on, Tony. I, I got, I, I have a therapist. So you'll, you'll do something and say, yep, I got to go back into rehab. But yeah. I must pay for this. I have a therapist. I have a therapist on standby, and I have a standing appointment every Tuesday. And so the last thing I'd want is to walk into therapy and have nothing to talk about, you know. The decision to seek <laughs> revenge against an ex or significant other is a complex manifestation of human emotions and psychological processes. It is crucial to examine how this choice aligns with one's values and the potential conflicts or contradictions that may arise. Revenge often stems from feelings of betrayal, hurt, or a desire for justice. Are you on the justice side or are you on the... Well, I I won't even go. However, it is essential to question whether revenge truly serves our values of personal growth, empathy, and emotional well-being. Seeking revenge can perpetuate a cycle of negativity. It can hinder one's personal growth. It can compromise our integrity by considering the conflicts and contradictions inherent in seeking revenge, we can strive for a healthier alternative, maybe, right? That may promote mutual healing, mutual forgiveness, and ultimately align with our core values. I'm reading it like this on purpose. I mean, it sounds very textbook. You don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I get it. <laughs> but does it serve the carnal part of me? That needs to be served. Are we supposed to serve our carnal part or are we supposed to overcome the carnal part? But in overcoming, we have to serve it. We have to uh, at least allow it to. We, Wait, at the very least, on. we need to tantalize it. That, that sounded like linguistic magic. <laughs> There's linguistic trickery. <laughs> Don't do me like, come on, Tony. What does that mean? I'm saying, okay, it, it's, like, um, it's like giving up something, right. right? In order for me to give up something, uh, I have to know what I'm giving up, mm-hmm. right? There's no discipline in giving up something that I've never had, right? Mm-hmm. So if I grew up not eating pork, and I, I keep using the pig because I really think it, it's got a bad rap. Um, if I if I grew up not eating pork, then I've never given up pork. Huh. But if I grew up eating pork and now I have to give it up, I have to take it out of my diet, then that's where the real discipline and sacrifice comes from. So if I'm sitting in or alone in my room with a with, with a with a uh, composition notebook mm-hmm. and a and a pencil with no eraser, it, just writing down all the things that I want to happen to you, mm-hmm. but then I don't 
execute. That's I'm tantalizing that part of me, but I'm not really. You're not acting on it. I'm not acting on it. Okay. But I'm thinking about it. So you're going to journal about it. I'm putting it. And get it out your spirit. I'm putting it into the universe. Now, if it manifests, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, I I don't, I'm not in control of the law of attraction. But what's, what if something (laughs) happens and then they find your manifesto, i.e. journal? I mean, you know, (laughs) hopefully I have a good, uh, (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Did I say I wanted uh, you know, her well, legs to be broke. Yes, I did. I do it though. No, Mr. Massey, your words here entered on your journal. Yes, May twelfth, yeah, nineteen eighty nine. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean I did it. What about you? Reap what you saw. And, and okay, I'm glad you said that. That is a great point. Yes. In this situation, thanks, chat room, for you reap what you sow. I this, think it was Mimi. In this situation, what role am I playing? The reaper or the sower? Yes. Maybe I'm just helping with the harvest. <laughs> Remember, we're talking about revenge. So now. Revenge. Wait a minute. So now, God. Hey, I'm just doing. I'm, you doing God's work? I'm not afraid to do the Lord's work. <laughs> hey, you can use anybody for any purpose. In the name of sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida is on the line. Get in here. Hey, so hey, Tony. Hey. hey, everyone. Hey, Mimi, talk to us. What are your thoughts? I just, okay, I just started following Tony on Instagram, and he really makes delicious, beautiful things. Oh. I saw some oxtails, yes. and I don't understand how a man <laughs> that can make something so beautiful have such a dark, Side like you must have been an awful boyfriend when you broke up. <gasps> awful things. You must have been awful. Mimi. I mean, awful. Mimi just said, "I'm gonna judge you straight on." Right. Up. Judge ye not. <laughs> you throwing a At lot least of stones. Ye stone, be judged Mimi. in the same manner in which you are doing the judging, Mimi. You don't know this man. <laughs> Go ahead. He just said something about breaking someone's leg. No, I, I know didn't. it was like <laughs> no. literally, but it was like. What's the other word of literal? Um, figuratively, it was, but it, it still. It was an example. I was, I was, that was an mm-hmm. example. Tony is an a example, master but, of, I, but I was just saying it because everybody else believed no, it. I, <laughs> <laughs> it was just an example. I am, I am not a violent person. I don't want anybody to hurt. But Mimi, if, if, if somebody does something to you out of, with malice, are you telling mm-hmm. me that there's no part of you that wants to see that person experience the same level of pain or discomfort that you did? She's a cancer. Well, Whether so you yes. execute or not. She's a cancer. I, thought, I will say I yes thought, for her. I thought y'all were talking about regular breakups. Like, my man cheated on me. You know, am I going to try to get him fired off of his job or put sugar in his tank, mess his car up, whatever. That kind of stuff. You know, not that I've ever done that before. <laughs> that was very specific. <laughs> Hold tight, Mimi. When we come forward, we're going to deal with Mimi. Wait. Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida, when we come forward, we got a lot more questions to ask you. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Romani. Welcome back to this YouTube channel. Kind of shooting under some strange circumstances because there are some strange circumstances in my life. But as long as you can hear me, it doesn't even matter if you can see me. I think we're still getting that information out to you. So today, back to those proverbs, we're going to take on a proverb many of you have heard. Revenge is a dish best served cold. 
And before I get to that, I'm going to give you that reminder. We're coming up. It's January, getting into uh, our healing program. Great time to start it. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I am a big fan of, I think in a new year, we do take on a new perspective. Go down, to take a look at those, um, the video description. You'll see a link. You get more information. Would love to have you join us right from the beginning. But let's go back to these proverbs. Let's talk about this idea that revenge is a dish best served cold. Many of you have heard this proverb. It's one that's been around for a long time. And as you know, I love me my proverbs. It's actually getting so fun to do this series because I love hearing these proverbs all of you are sending in. Please keep sending them. Now let's talk about this one though. The sourcing on this is, proverb is around the 1800s from the French. Perhaps it's from the novel Dangerous Liaisons. I cannot speak French, so I'm not even gonna try to pronounce any of this in French, but there are some riffs on this proverb that come from Shakespeare and other writers over time, probably because in a way it's true. Now, what does it mean that revenge is a dish best served cold? It's a way of saying that reactive revenge in the moment, meh, that's basic revenge. This proverb suggests that revenge is best meant to be something that is deliberated over and delivered at a moment, perhaps when enough time has passed that the other person does not suspect it, and with an intentional planfulness that can result in that revenge, as it were, having a real impact. Now, this is a tricky proverb when it comes to narcissistic abuse. We know that narcissistic people are vindictive. It's in their DNA, but they often tend to be quite reactive in their vindictiveness. They want to bring you down right away. They want to harm you and smear campaign you quickly. By definition, narcissistic folks have a real inability to delay gratification or revenge, and instead, they tend to seek their revenge out swiftly and sometimes quite sloppily. Now, revenge is a loaded term. Overall, it's not good for us. Did Dr. Romney just co-sign me? Yes, she did. Invent <laughs> premeditated revenge? Uh, and she's got... Two letters in front of her name. So all that smoke and all that energy y'all gave me, I want to, I, I, I want I want her to get it too. No. What she said, what I said was write it down and consider it. What she said was plot. No. Oh, okay, but wait, wait, Tone. Everybody wanna use the law of attraction at their convenience. Right. So you'll hear people like Bill Proctor and mm -hmm. Tony Robbins yeah. and Lisa Nichols and all these folks saying, you want to pull something into reality, mm -hmm. you write it down. Okay. So could we add your journal to the pre-crime logs? I mean, I mean, if it, I mean, if it, if, you got to let it go. If, don't. If, let what? Go? No, I'm not letting anything. You got go. to. I'm not letting anything go. I'm holding on to this for dear life. No. For dear life. Holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal <laughs> with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. The Buddha. See, Tone, many times we are in a space where spirituality and higher consciousness means nothing. Right. We want our icing. We want our cake. We want to eat it. We we want to see people suffer for, you know, how they made us suffer. But ultimately, does that not bring the suffrage back to you? You don't care. No, not in this moment. Oh, God. 
Not in this moment. You don't care if you're suffering, Tone? No, not in this moment. I'm already suffering. I'm suffering because of the foul stuff that you did to me. Now I want you to Tone, join I ain't, me. I ain't did nothing, brother. No, I'm talking about this, this, <laughs> this, uh, this metaphoric person. I, I want you to join me in the suffering because I don't want to be here by myself. You know, we went into this together. We need to stay together. It's as simple as that. I'm okay with that. Nazarene X put a uh, a quote in the chat. He says, no matter how hot your anger, it cannot cook your yams. <laughs> now, see, <laughs> African proverb. Now, see, bro, you, you, you're a chef. You should know that. that may, Does that resonate with you better? And then we serving cold yams. Oh, damn. <laughs> Mimi from Jacksonville, get back in here. I want to apologize to Tony because after you went to commercial, I thought about what I just said, and I think evil. I gave the wrong impression. <laughs> Hold on. It's Hold like on, he me. was saying Hold figuratively, on. I have never done that before, um, but I think we all have friends that know people that are willing to go to your ex's job and just say take the tires off of his car and just put it on blocks flash the inside of the car, you know, he comes out and he has a surprise. I have a friend, it wasn't me, that did that. Hilarious. I would never do anything like that. That's fatal attraction stuff. But did, did you make the call? Because it sounds like you got the details of yeah. what happened. Yeah. She told me what she did, and I said, I'm so glad that I'm a woman, because if I was a man, we couldn't be friends, because you're crazy. Who does that? Who goes? Who? Okay. I'm going to tell she you who does people. that, your friend. <laughs> she got guys to go to this guy's job. Mercedes, nice car, took all the tires off, slashed the inside. Who knows what they did to the engine? I have no idea. But that's that's not me. I'm not fatal attraction. I'm not thin line between love and hate. Great movies. Great. Love them. Crazy women. It's just a movie. I just really, honestly, truly, you reap what you sow. And I just, you know, revenge is um, just being successful and happy and peaceful and wishing them well. I don't want to dig a ditch for, for them, and I'm digging a ditch for myself, all that stuff that everybody used to say. But if I did ever go to that dark place that Tony is more familiar with than I am, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I know some people that could do some really devious things. Wow. When did so I become the Prince of Darkness? You got a squad. That's what she said. Mess mess with Mimi. See, don't she see her, send her goons after you. How, how am I? I'm going to deal with it myself. Mimi is talking about assembling the, the you know, the regulators and whatnot. <laughs> no, I mean, you said, you know, breaking legs, and I thought, oh, I thought this was, was a regular breakup, but you're talking example. about something. <laughs> it was a good example. It was a really good example. That's like that movie um, with James Caan. That's not me. That's, again, a good movie, but I, would, I couldn't. I don't want to go to prison, so I can't get too heavily involved in stuff. Yes, we don't want you to go to no, prison no, we either. Don't. 
And I'm just going to say thank you for the call. I am frightened, but I appreciate the call. Thank you for bringing your city, Jacksonville, Florida, in the building. Look, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one 800 The phone lines are open. My brother, Nazarene X, we're going to jump to you soon as we come forward. So get your thoughts together because I know you got a lot to talk about. Oh, we on fire tonight. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. Yes. Let the venom hit him. Why do some people seek revenge after a breakup in a relationship? Man, James Brown, he said it succinctly, man. A lot of people struggle, you know, with revenge, with heartbreak, with, uh, with disappoint. And they may struggle in their own way. Uh, you know, revenge is a primal instinct that has, you know, captivated human minds throughout history. And, you know, it remains a subject of intrigue and fascination. The desire to seek retribution against an ex or a significant other is a complex phenomena that can contribute to the combination of uh, uh, psychological, emotional, and societal. And all of these things are a factor, right? Uh, l- listen. Betrayal and loss. That's going to make you want to have revenge, especially if, you know, you got uh, an insecure attachment style or, you know, you listen, you got to be careful who you get with. Ooh, Lord. Betrayal and loss. How are they going to deal with that? How have they dealt with it in life in general? When a relationship ends, particularly due to a betrayal or a sense of loss, the emotional wounds inflicted can be deep and profound. The pain experienced in such situations can trigger a desire for revenge as a means of restoring a sense of justice or reclaiming power. Revenge becomes a way to regain control over the situation, alleviate the emotional turmoil caused by the breakup. Then there's ego and self-esteem. For some individuals, seeking revenge may be driven uh, by wounded pride and a desire to protect their self-esteem. The rejection experienced in a failed relationship can be a blow to one's ego, uh, you know, uh, uh, lending to a need for validation and a desire to prove oneself superior or more desirable than the ex-partner. Revenge in this context becomes a means of restoring one's self-worth and asserting dominance. We can go even deeper. Emotional catharsis. The act of seeking revenge can provide a temporary sense of relief and catharsis by inflicting pain or harm on the person who accused them or who caused them uh, emotional distress, individuals may believe that they are balancing the scales, this is Tony, and finding closure. Revenge can serve as an outlet for pent-up anger, frustration, and sadness, allowing individuals to release their negative emotions and move forward. Really quickly, revenge caught up to Tone. He had to leave, got that phone call. Somebody said, uh, bring your tail home. I hear you on the phone. Get, get, get your butt back home. He said, so I'll call you. I'll call you in a minute. So I got, he had to, he had to hustle and flow for it. So I'll call you in a minute, man. Listen here, man. I, I got to go, man. I, <laughs> Terrence Howard. Listen here, man. I, I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> 
No, but apparently he was called away just that quick. You know, uh, Pisces Light in the chat room says revenge is a waste of energy. And listen here, man, it, it definitely is, man. Let's, we got callers on the line. Let's get our brother Nazarene X. He's been on the line for the longest. Let's get him in here. Nazarene, what are your thoughts, brother? <laughs> hey, look, I, I got to salute Uncle Tony, too. Hey, Uncle Tony gone now. <laughs> he had to go. He yeah, literally got a phone call. Yeah, he got it. He, I guess he got a plate full of cold yams. <laughs> Don't do Tony hey, like that, man. <laughs> hey, shout out to Uncle man. But nah, uh, so look, uh, during the intermission, everything, I because I had the question, I was asking myself, like, what is revenge? anyway because you know like we could take something like respect and kind of break it down to say like okay spec is like kind of look at something to look at so respect right so what i found looking up venge on the etymology side of things it kind of started to to really open up that lane of why it's say better right Avenge. right right so it's like it's better than not go into the revenge bag also within the spiritual principles of, you know, at the end of the day, low key, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond what you could even desire, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So like when we choose to take matters into our own hands to that extent, in a way, humility is actually a quote unquote better route because the higher power ain't playing about his children. But anyway. that's what I'm saying. So when you say right. humility, humility is like a type of submission. But uh, mm. on a higher level, on a lower egoic level, submission is quitting. It's giving up. But on a higher consciousness uh, level, submission is something entirely different. Yeah, and I know I know how I feel like to, to feel that, I guess they call it like that root so chakra itch. The root you know, like chakra you, itch. I like that. <laughs> right. Sometimes <laughs> you just want to want to go ahead and do your thing, but hey, it's it's also said that it's better to not laugh when you see your enemy stumble, lest God release His wrath from them. Mm. So there's that, that it's this big bars and that whole thing. So as best we can help, but I say kind of stay away. However, I mean. Just stay woke. But you know what? This <laughs> goes back. This goes back to the Cain and Abel story. See, Cain mm -hmm. kills his I'll brother, throw. right? Cain kills his brother, right? Uh -huh. Now, God puts a seal or a symbol on Cain's forehead, and basically said, mm -hmm. "If anybody kill you, you going they gonna get it seven times worse." See, so oh, so That'd that was that right. was a karmic thing, right? Like you killed your brother, now you're an outcast, but if somebody kill you, they're gonna get it back seven times. Why? Because God was punishing Cain in his way. And if anybody mm -hmm. interferes with God's punishment for Cain, they gonna get pocket. it back seven <laughs> times what he had in store for Cain. Do you right. see? Right, it, it, and it's all it's all connected like that. So sometimes, again, take that that humble pie type approach. 
it doesn't mean that you have to call yourself weak or a coward or anything like that for taking the so-called higher ground, especially say like once you remove yourself from that situation. Uh-huh. That's a also like that avengement or whatnot. Wait, like wait, you're wait, stay with me. Nazarene, stay with me. When we come forward, I know he got a lot to talk about. He breaking it down from the etymological root. When we come forward, more from Nazarene X. Winston, you know, the best predictor of future behavior is relevant past behavior. Yes, sir. And you're, you don't have a great relationship track record. Just based on results. Yes, sir. And despite your legal advocate over here, I'm not talking about legal aspects. Relationship-wise, you, you don't have the best track record. And I suspect that you have a difficult time with intimacy. And there is a huge difference between falling in love and being in love. Yes, sir. And a lot of people love falling in love because it's exciting and there's fireworks and, you know, it's that exhilaration of falling in love. And being in love is more predictable. There's sameness. There's a rhythm to it. It's not worse. It's just different. Safety. I don't know if that's you, but I know this, you don't stay. For whatever reason, you're not there long term. And the point is, you don't have to be in a relationship to be okay. I've said a million times, I'd rather be healthy alone than sick with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I am right now. Do you want to say something to him? Uh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I've got one word for everybody here, and that's prenup. Mary, okay. I'm for, just a lawyer. What do I For know? all the rest of you at home. <laughs> for all the rest of you at home, let me just say that there comes a point where you've got to say, you know, there's a time to fight, and there's a time to say, you know what, it's in my best interest to move on. And maybe you cut your losses. What? Maybe you say, you know what, uh, maybe I take some lumps on this one and maybe I move right. on. But if you think for a minute that you're going to undo pain and hurt by getting a pound of flesh through the lit- litigation arena, yeah. that's not going to happen. And the best revenge is living well. People don't like Dr. Phil. People in the chat room go, oh, Lord, you done got messy Dr. Phil on. Now, listen, what's your payoff? Just tell me right now, what's your payoff? Listen, even people that are messy got jewels. Now, I don't know nothing about him being messy or whatever, but clearly that was a jewel. Sometimes, instead of seeking revenge, you need to just go and mind your business. That's all. Oh, gosh, we got so many callers on the line right now. You're listening to The Voice of Reason. I'm on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Zoe Williams, your host. Tonight's topic, let the venom hit him. Why do people, some people, seek revenge after a breakup? That's what we're covering tonight. Let me get back to my caller out of Atlanta. Nazarene X, get in here. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Look, yes, sir. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is, too, is that sometimes what we should do, however taboo it might seem like, 
what we should do is come into a relationship with like premeditated or predetermined consequences, right? Because sometimes it's like if we have a bad act, like we somebody gets charged or something, there's always penalties in terms of law. Like they tell you, if you do such and such, this is how, you know, that action is going to swing back around and hit you. So to an extent, you don't really have to jump into the quote-unquote revenge bag if you have something established on the front end that's like, should X, Y, Z occur, these are the consequences of said actions for the good and the bad. Slippery slope. Maybe that could help. No, I think slippery. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's. I, I think it's. You. I think I it's slippery slope. Slippery slope. Right. Predetermined consequences. Again, consequences is punishment, and punishment is God's Not vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would say boundaries because they're saying it in the chat room right now. Healthy boundaries, and many people mm-hmm. don't have healthy but boundaries. What? So maybe that's what you're saying, but when when you use terms like consequences. They imply punishment. There will be consequences. This is how you raise young children. If you don't do your homework, there will be consequences. If you don't make up your bed, there will be consequences. You cannot deal with another adult like that. And I don't know who started this consequences kind of thing amongst adults. You're dealing with grown folk. You can't reprimand or police your partner so when you use terms like that the connotation is there is an imbalance of power in the relationship where one thinks they can impose consequences on their partner now healthy people have boundaries you do this here are my boundaries that deal with that right now i make the distinction when i say boundaries Usually, I call them cloundries. Why? Because boundaries are ideological constructs, right? And if that ideological construct, this is what I do when somebody cheats. This is what I do when somebody lies. This is what I do when somebody steals, right? When there is vengeful, when, when there is revenge, when there is ego, when there is unhealed wounds that are helping to right those boundaries... They tend to be inflexible. They tend to be rigid. That's what makes it a cloundry. Because anything rigid is prone to snapping. This is back to Bruce Lee's philosophy when he's telling you to be like the bamboo. He's telling you not to be a branch because a branch can snap. He's saying be like the bamboo because the bamboo is going to bend with the wind. So again, most people have cloundries set up, fear-based ego-based cloundries and they get rigid and brittle and they wind up breaking under the right kind of pressure if you want a soundry you have to be able to write those boundaries with a clear heart fear ego uh resentment unhealed wounds should have nothing to do with the writing of these healthy boundaries does that make sense it makes all the sense and i believe that because, especially in a larger scheme, some people use the fact that the consequences of treating others poorly, like the injustices and such, mm-hmm. they haven't had such, like said, set of 
recompense from said bad action. So sometimes you need to, in establishing healthy boundaries, you can establish what the consequences are within that context, whether that means complete separation from your intimate life. Right. Or whatever you determine those, you know, those things to entail for you. So we're going to keep raising them up. I'm all the way with you, one. Hey, man, you already know. Dang, I appreciate dang. it, man. <laughs> hey, he brought Atlanta, Georgia in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building and talk about seeking revenge against your partner, now's the time to do it. The number to dollars one 800 920 Non-judgmental conversation. We got a lot to talk about when I come forward. It's a Thursday night. Oh, I got you thinking and I got you grooving. My playlist is my co-host, of course. Now, the playlist has been varied tonight, of course. We played Let the Rhythm Hit Him by Eric B. and Rakim. That was my lovin' by In Vogue. I have, man, I got a lot of great records tonight. And as you know, my playlist is my co-host. I tend to think, I like to think that uh, it enhances the topic because it speaks on certain aspects and angles of what I'm trying to cover right now. You're never going to get her lovin' again, boy. You shouldn't have did what you did. Now, she might make, let you in a little bit, but you ain't going to get no more loving. Is that an act of revenge? Or is that healthy boundaries? I think that's healthy boundaries, right? You don't get to get back in here, boy, after what you did. <laughs> Tonight's topic, man, let the venom hit him. We're talking about revenge. And when we came forward, we were talking about this idea of emotional catharsis where you get like, hey, man, I feel better from doing this, right? I feel better. Emotional catharsis. That's an interesting angle, right? The act of seeing revenge can, or the act of seeking revenge can provide a temporary sense of relief and catharsis by inflicting pain or harm on the person who caused them emotional distress. Individuals may believe they are balancing the scales and finding closure. Revenge can serve as an outlet for pent-up anger, frustration, sadness, which allows individuals to release the negative emotions and they can move forward. Then there's social conditioning. Society often glorifies revenge in popular culture, Kill Bill, uh, <laughs> portraying it as a justifiable response to perceived wrongs. Movies, books, and other media often depict revenge as a heroic act. You killed my teacher! Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce Lee. That's just, just a throwback to the karate, uh, you know, Saturday karate. All right, I'm fine. Uh, uh, reinforcing the idea that seeking retribution is a natural and acceptable response. This societal condition can... Uh, influence individuals making revenge seem like a legitimate option to restore justice and regain personal satisfaction now here's a heavy one lack of empathy and perspective which i believe a lot of people fall under this category in some cases the desire for revenge may stem from a lack of empathy or an inability to see the situation from the other person's perspective when consumed by anger and hurt, 
individuals may become blinded to the potential consequences of their actions, focusing solely on their own pain and the need for retribution. This narrow viewpoint can fuel the desire for revenge as empathy and understanding are overshadowed by a desire for personal vindication. Wow, heavy stuff. We got callers on. Who's been on the longest? Monique from Detroit. Get in here. Hey, Will. How you doing this evening? I am alive and well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I was just thinking about how you were saying that you would feel better if you did this. The one time I did revenge, I planned it, executed it. It was so mentally and physically exhausted. I didn't even derive any type of satisfaction from it. As a matter of fact, it was so out of character that I felt immature. And I said, you know, and then I said, well, you know what? This is best to just refocus yourself and let, you know, people do what they do because it never fails that karma always lets me know how it dealt with you. Mm. Mm. Some people think they can escape karma, but you can't. You know, karma might, it's, for some people, it comes instantly. For other people, it takes a minute. But when it catches I, you, you you caught, right? You're right. And I live long enough to see it happen to, you know, someone I may think have done me wrong or the relationship didn't go, you know, bad. They either call and tell me themselves or they're seeking help or things of that nature. Or, you know, it, it finds a way of, you know, letting me know how it happened. And so I said, you know what, I'm glad that I don't take that road of revenge. Because when I tell you, I was it was too exhausting. What did you do? Energy. What did you do? <laughs> we want to know. The inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. You can li- okay. listen. Hide the names. We don't need to know their names. I don't uh, need the names. M- make up a whole different location. You were in Bulgaria, and what happened? I really wasn't in Detroit. <laughs> oh Lord, I really wasn't, uh, I really wasn't in Detroit. Okay, I was tell somewhere us. Else. So I was living someone else, and I was living with someone, and they did. Bet- they brought me to where they were and they betrayed me and did all these things and they were up for a big opportunity and I was like, what can I do? So I ended up packing everything and shipping my things back to Detroit. But before I left, he, I cut one leg off of each pair of pants, every dress shirt, because I knew that he was going for a big opportunity and he would not notice it. And I put everything backwards so he wouldn't see that the legs was cut off or the sleeves. That's what I did. You ruined his wardrobe right before the big job interview. And I left. And had your stuff shipped already. Gone. Yep. Oh, Lord, (laughs) have mercy, Jesus. These people out here different. Look, and I charged my return ticket. What? On his, you not only am I leaving, it's on your dime, and clearly your <laughs> dime is limited because you got a job interview tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it Lord. Was more of a, no, it was more, it was bigger than a job interview. It was like a business opportunity. Wow. You done cut off every pant leg. Cut off the left pant leg. Turn the pants around so they look whole. Cut off every sleeve. Flip the shirt around so it looks intact. Boy. Yeah. And that was exhausting, mentally and physically. 
And how did God revisit your good deed onto you? <laughs> I know God slapped you upside your dome piece. Revenge is a boomerang. What happened? Um, <laughs> they came to visit me in Detroit. <laughs> Boom. Oh, you thought you you thought you was gone. You do know when yeah. you charged your ticket, we knew where you was going. <laughs> oh Lord. And guess what? And they did and they did the car thing that he broke all the windows and slashed all the tires. And wow. I had and I had a luxury car, so it was quite expensive. Oh goodness. Y'all gotta be careful playing these reindeer games, because I'm gonna tell you, Rudolph got <laughs> horns, he got antlers. <laughs> Please be careful out here in these streets, young lady. I appreciate you for calling and sharing and hanging on the line. Thank you. You brought Detroit, Michigan in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let's get these callers in here. Who's been on the longest? Heru Ali. You already know. Battle Creek, Michigan. Peace and love to the family. Nations honors everybody. Here um, we go. Here we go. Is this, no, no. Is it safe to say that... Um, we can describe humility as humility is uh, strength under control. Could we all agree with that statement? Humility that he, is strength under control. Yes, but just because you have the strength to enact revenge doesn't mean that you should. So self-discipline. Self-discipline, absolutely. I love that. You know, in my in, in my minister bag, you know, the Bible says that, Wait, you hold know, on, hold God's... On, hold on. Because yes, I, I definitely yes. want this this piece, but I'm going to need those organs. Let's go. Well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to a visiting deacon to the voice of reason. Get ready, get ready. Get well, ready, get well, ready. Well, he well. is from another church, another ministry, but he is in alignment with the word this evening. He is going to speak on revenge in relationship as it pertains to the depths of self-discipline. His name is my Lord. Brother Heru Ali. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Speak to us, my brother. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Uh, thus saith the Lord, uh, revenge is mine. Yes? Yes, yes. Thus saith the Lord, revenge is mine. My, my, my. But he'll tell you to go kill a whole nation. Yes, sir. Because it's okay when he do it, uh -huh. but it's a problem when I do it. My, 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 my. No, well, we, if, if thine eye offends thee, yes, yes. pluck it out. Uh -huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. If I do something that's offensive in my flesh, I'm supposed to pluck my... Okay, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I think, you know, I have some intelligence report to give to you. Breaking news. I think most of your chat has been taken over by Russian bots because uh, these folks is acting goofy. Respectfully, I love y'all. But wait, wait, trying wait, to act like y'all ain't never took no revenge on nobody. Come on, Heru. Have you taken revenge on somebody, Heru? Absolutely. But guess what? What did the you vast do? Majority, Just... The vast majority of my revenge was being better than what they said that I was and outshining them. No, wait a minute, Heru. You just called everybody out. Don't contradict yourself. You called everybody out for taking revenge, and now you're going to say the revenge you took in the majority was making your life better. Now, I don't want to hear about additionally, that. You, additionally. Because you calling them out. So what you get? Come on now, Heru. 
Additionally, uh, Heru, years ago, Heru, your yes. friend is about to ask you a very important yes, question. Yes, I'm listening. I'm listening. What did you do? <laughs> oh, I'm about to tell you right now. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We're going to give balance to the force. Okay, let's go. Additionally, I was called by my brother several years ago over to his house about 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, bro, what's going on? He said, listen, man, this guy's trying to sell me this uh, this firearm. Can you come over and check it out for me make sure it works? I said, sure. I came over there. I checked it out. I said, oh, man, let me see this. Oh, this is a nice-looking firearm. Where'd you get it from? It came from a, a soldier who had died in Afghanistan. Yeah, brother, that's the real deal. Well, what ended up happening was the brother left leaking from his forehead, being chased up the street uh, naked, because what he had tried to pawn off on one of my fellow veterans who gave his full measure was a BB gun. Mm. And he got it lumped up, leaking, and naked. I stripped him naked and made him run through the neighborhood naked. Yes, I did. Wow. Instant revenge. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. The, the views and opinions of Haru Ali is not the views and opinions of the host of The Voice of Reason or KBLA. Talk. Hey, what in the world? You got people Absolutely. running up the street? Oh, Haru. Naked, yes. That, he deserved that. I think that was the lesson that, that uh, he learned. And uh, he had to give his pound of flesh. How dare you disrespect a fallen comrade who served his country and gave his life to try and protect your so-called uh, rights in this country. Are you serious? Okay, we're gonna get off of that because it's a little triggered. But here Clearly. we go. <laughs> with 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 my ex. Here we go talking too much about my ex. Here we go. Listen, I do, listen, I had to give her grace, one, because if that is what happened in the breakup, she was still the mother of my child. My children, my four children. So I couldn't sit there and say, Oh, I wish this happened, all oh, this wish this happened because then my children would be affected. So all I said was, I wish for everybody what karma has for them. And then 15 years later, they called me and told me. I don't think they knew that they were giving me a karma report. And I was like, oh, for real? And I didn't say, that's what you get. I've been waiting on this. I didn't do none of that. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's messed up. But when I got off the phone... I got jiggy with it. No, 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 Hey, brother. Yes, I did. Heru, man. I love you, brother. We appreciate the call. Thank you. He brought Battle Creek, Michigan in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we're going to be talking to the sisters, Houston, Texas, as well as Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, and welcome back to Balance Psychologies. I hope that you're all doing really well. So in this video, I'm talking about wanting revenge on the narcissist. Now let me tell you, you are not weird, you are not strange, and you are not on the normal wanting revenge on the narcissist because let's face it, they probably deserve it, they actually do deserve it, and they have treated you so awful, they've literally destroyed your identity, destroyed your self-worth, and of course you're gonna want revenge. Of course you're gonna want revenge. Of course 
you're going to want to get somebody back for what they have done to you. And in this video, I'm going to talk ways on how you can avenge yourself on the narcissist. Okay, without further ado, we have a lot to talk about in this video. So coming to terms with what you have gone through is colossal, okay? Coming to understand that what you have been through is traumatic. And actually, in a word, it is abusive. It is abuse. It's narcissistic abuse. This person has literally molded their reality into yours, aka gaslighting, and they wanted you to believe that they are something else with their illusions of who they actually are. So it is only right that you would want to get revenge on this person because the reason why you feel like this is because you know that somebody has done you wrong. You know that somebody has been awful towards you. And this is a very natural reaction to want to get revenge on somebody else. You are feeling upset. You are feeling very tired. You probably can't sleep. You can't eat. And all you can think about is all the things that they have done to you. And this is very normal to feel very uncomfortable in these feelings. And all you can do most of the day is ruminate on what they have done, you know, with intermittent periods of crying. And my heart does go out to you if this is what you are experiencing right now. And maybe some of you are, you know, a few months or a few years down the line and still Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building live on KBLA Talk 1580. Revenge, man, is a dish best served cold. We call we called it tonight, let the venom hit him. It's a heavy topic, man. In the realm of human emotions, revenge stands as a perplexing phenomenon that often rises from the ashes of a broken relationship. Gosh, from the ashes. Yeesh. Do we really understand revenge? Revenge at its core is a response to emotional pain and a desire for justice. You did me wrong. I got to get you back. I think revenge is petty. I think revenge reinforces the victimhood mindset. In my opinion, I could be wrong. It emerges when individuals feel wronged, betrayed, or hurt by someone they once held dear. How could you ever have held someone dear when you feel justified in revenge, even if they did you wrong? This is what I'm saying. Most people are operating with an empty gas tank when it comes to perspective, when it comes to understanding. You, you know what? Understanding, for most people, just um, understanding means accepting you when you're doing everything I want you to do. As long as you as long as I'm getting what I'm supposed to be getting, as long as you're doing right by me, me accepting you because you're giving me everything I want is also understanding you. Most listen, most people you with have no idea who you are. Soon as you pop off, they be like, I, I, I don't know you anymore. You never knew me. Am I lying? Do you know how many people are with strangers right now? That's why they can seek revenge. Because I never knew him anyway. So let me, let me go attack that stranger who became human right in my face. Most people don't understand revenge. 
They don't understand where it's from. The act of seeking revenge is often driven by a need to restore a sense of power, control, and balance in one's life. However, revenge can also be seen as a misguided attempt to heal emotional wounds as it uh, perpetuates a cycle of negativity and perpetuates the pain you're trying to get from. Revenge is a boomerang. You go seek it. You throw it out there. You execute it. It's on its way back to you every single time. Right? From a psychological standpoint, revenge can be viewed as a defense mechanism. It serves as a means to protect one's ego and regain a sense of self-worth. Listen, you ain't worth nothing if you feel like you got to get somebody back. How can I steal from the infinite? How can I wound that which can never be destroyed, that which is indestructible? See, the problem is you've made the small you the leader of your spirit. See, there's a bigger piece in you that is con that is connected to the divine. But because you've never seen it, because you haven't evoked the divine up out yourself, right, to be present to yourself, what has happened is you have crowned the smallest aspect of yourself as the leader. So when that little small you, i.e. the ego gets wounded, the ego always got to be protected. Let me go protect my ego by getting revenge. You're not worth much if you think somebody could really hurt you. What, Zoe? What are you saying? Let's go deeper. Every pain you've ever been through in your relational life has led to a deeper understanding of yourself. If you got to go to university, don't you got to pay for it? Even the athletes on scholarship got to pay for it because they don't have the same schedule the regular student has. They miss out on a lot of stuff because they got a, a different workload. Huh? What made you think you're supposed to get high quality things from God and not pay for it in some way, shape or form? You have lost sight of your self-worth. Sometimes pain is the direct conduit to expansion and growth, personal growth. A lot of people don't want that, though. They want the growth without the pain, without the irrigation and the cultivation, right? They don't want to plant seeds. They don't want to wait and watch. I, listen, I, let me stop. I'm sorry. I digress. We got so many callers. I want to get them on right now. We got, uh, what is this, uh, Toya from Cleveland, Ohio. Let's get her in here. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? You're on the line. Talk to us. What? Hello, bro. Please help me say your name correctly. Well, my name is Latoya, and my husband's name is Anthony, and we are Antoya. Antoya. Anthony. Okay. Hey. Anthony and, and, and Antoya. Welcome to the show. What are your what thoughts? How you doing? I'm good, brother. That's, yeah, that's my husband right there. He the ant part of the Toya, Antoya. So um, my whole question was about... I had the question about, okay, revenge versus vengeance. Same thing. Yeah, I'm, I, but I felt like revenge is something that we do to people on our own terms. And I felt like vengeance is something that 
the universe is going to take care of. You mean like vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. And he is the universe. Okay. I, can I think revenge is I think revenge is something that somebody did to you bad and you want to get them back. So let me just break it down for you real quick. Uh, revenge from the etymological root of the word, late Latin, 14th century, revengeon, avenge oneself. That's what it yeah. means. Yeah, revenge oh, is like on, somebody. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me just, let me read through this real quick. Uh, late okay, Latin, 14th century, revengeon, avenge oneself from old French. Uh, revenger, not the avenger, but the revenger. Variants of revenger, take revenge, avenge. From modern, mm. let's see, 13th century, modern French. Re mm. means before, and then venger, take revenge. That's what Makes it means. Sense. That's what it means. And from the Latin, vindicari, where we get the word vindicate, to lay, yeah, can, to lay claim to, avenge, punish. Bring, yeah. restore, yeah. restore. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. We're reading from two different types of dictionaries. I'm reading from. Oh, no, that. I, was just, I was just, I was thinking about something about when you said vindication. Vindication is restoring things back to their normal state. Okay. How they supposed to be in the first place? Mm-hmm. 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 I am. Yeah, you're good. You, you're good with what you said, though. No, I'm with y'all. Go Listen, this is your time to shine now. Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I know a little something about revenge, but it's like a boomerang. That's why I got that R-E in there. That's right. It's going to come right back, right? Yeah. It usually does. I did. Unless, okay, I have a question, though. I do have a question, though. Uh -huh. So for me, like, I'm the type of person that I don't, I don't seek out revenge unless you, like... You would have to literally knock me in the head like 15,000 times. Oh, no. We don't want to do that. And then when I knock you back in the head, it's like, you know, <laughs> your brain's on the floor. Oh. And they'd be like, why do you do that to that person? This that's, motherfucker that's... been knocking me upside my head all this time. Did you, did you cuss? I didn't mean to. Oh, Lord, in the name of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. You know there is no cur cursing on the radio. We cannot have right, it. Right, right. I felt like we was having a conversation. Uh -uh. No, not, I no. We not. The radio not, and we were just talking. Lord have mercy. Thank you guys for calling. We appreciate you rushing to Cleveland, Ohio. Lord have mercy. You cannot call here cursing. We do not appreciate it. Do not call here cursing. When we come forward... I'm going to go to Houston. We got Detroit. We got Hartford, Connecticut. We on fire all over the country. But I swear for Jesus and them white people in heaven, do not curse on my phone. I'm going to tell you right now, revenge is poison. <laughs> my playlist is my co-host. We on fire tonight as usual. Tonight's topic, let the venom hit them. We're talking about couples who tend to enact revenge against each other, man. Very heavy topic. Gosh. A lot of people need to read up on Carl Jung. A lot of his work is, is very, very powerful. He says, I'm not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Right? Very heavy thought uh, perspective when you, when you put it in perspective. Like, don't, don't, don't become this person who feels entitled to justice. 
it's going to come the way it comes. And oftentimes we get so unidirectionally focused on getting back that we wind up hurting ourselves, damaging ourselves. Man, it's a heavy piece. We got callers on the line. I want to get everybody on right now. Who's been on the longest? Atala from Houston, Texas. Get in here. What up, Uncle Joe? How are we you? We got to make it quick, Atala. We up against it. Talk to All right. me. Oh, my God. We got like five minutes. All right. So I just want to say um, I think the reason why people get so mad, the whole revenge thing, they're just mad at themselves, and they're taking that anger out on the person that hurt them. That's, that's it. That's 100% true, though. Atala, hundred percent true. That's it. That's that's all that internal rage, internal anger, and you're just basically projecting that out to them. I love it. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Houston, Texas, is in the building because of you. Let's get to Detroit, Michigan. D, you got to make it quick. Talk to us. Yes, I was gonna say nobody is God, so nobody is so graceful that they won't take our revenge or retaliate. They may just feel like. Pain for pain, an eye for an eye, is the same for them. And it's, it equates to feeling good. It equates to feeling good. Thank you. Thank you, D from Detroit, Michigan. We're all over the country. I love that. And then we got Clyde, Hartford, Connecticut. Get in here. Hello, Clyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. What's up, Joe? Yo, man, you're on the, line, on the air live. Talk to me. So, I kind of feel like this. Everybody wants revenge until it's time to be human. So basically saying that everybody wants to get revenge until it's time for them to ask for that same forgiveness that they um, that they just gave the vengeance out to. Say more. What what exactly do you mean? Can you can you say that again, but say it in a simpler way? Because I'm a little lost. Okay. People want people want that revenge. But at the same time, when they mess up, they don't want that revenge to come back on them. So they want unidirectional revenge. They don't understand that they live in a reciprocal world, what you put out is what you get back. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Interesting. Heavy stuff. Hey, Clyde, come on, man. You brought Connecticut in the building. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for reaching out. Listen, from a metaphysical perspective, in the realm of metaphysics, revenge, man, it can be seen as a manifestation of anti-love consciousness. Love, in its purest form, promotes understanding, empathy, and forgiveness. Revenge, on the other hand, stems from a place of anger, resentment, and a desire for retribution. It represents a departure from the path of love and compassion. And it locks you into a cycle of perpetuating negativity, which hinders personal growth. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, man, personal growth, healing, letting go, la, 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 la. Listen, you want your spirit clean, right? A lot of people walking around with a very contaminated spirit all the way from childhood through their relationships. And they cultivate this sense of entitlement. Nobody owes you happiness but you. And it starts with working on yourself. 
Letting go means to come to the realization that some people are a part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. Steve Maraboli. They are part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. Cry, forgive, learn, move on. Let your tears water the seeds of your future happiness, Steve Maraboli. A lot of people don't want to let go. They want to be able to say, I got a revenge card. You, The revenge card is really a you owe me card. Nobody owes you the best for you but you. I started the conversation. You finish it.